0: Can't Wait for Christmas is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Check out all the shows on the network at christmaspodcastnetwork.com.
1: Hey buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas Podcast!
1: <laughs> it's December 18th, 2020, and that means there's only one week left until Christmas. Today on the show, we'll learn about the classic Christmas song, "O oh Christmas Tree. We'll also list off the top five Hallmark Christmas movies that break the typical formula. We'll have ourselves a virtual Christmas dance party, and I'll correct a Muppet-related error from our last regular episode. Okay, let's start the show! Merry Christmas, Yule Believers! Welcome back to a regular episode! Our schedule is all messed up this month because I wanted to drop the full movie of A Bomb for Christmas on the 10th. Which, if you haven't listened to it yet, please go to the most recent episode before this one and give it a listen. And if you have listened, thank you, and please consider sharing it with your friends or your family or anyone who you think would enjoy the idea of Die Hard and a Hallmark Christmas movie mushed into one movie. And speaking of Christmas... Which we often do on this show. It's getting close now, just a week away. I, for one, am reveling in the season this year. 2020 has been a pile of trash that puts Mount Crumpet to shame. So now that 2020 is almost over, I'm ready to celebrate Christmas. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I need a little Christmas, now. We need a... stuck at home yes is it a bit of a bummer for sure should we let it ruin our christmas not a chance you can crank up those bluetooth speakers and dance around like a lunatic and since we all have little video cameras in our pockets these days you can record yourself for the whole world to see if you're on the social medias you may have already seen a lot of this going around under the hashtags christmas dance and christmas dance party i've seen a lot of fun and festive videos especially to this song Never heard this song before, but a lot of people are dancing little dances to it. So if you're on the TikToks or the Insta page or the Twiddle-dee-doo or the Face Space, you can make your own dance video and contribute to some positive Christmas fun on the interwebs. How old are you? A hundred and six. Quiet imaginary listener, it sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. I'm just trying to relate to the cool kids using their funky, fresh lingo. I'm embarrassed on behalf of your children. You don't know the half of it. One time he's wearing this Christmas sweater. All right, all right, enough. Everybody out, out! All I'm trying to say is now is a good time to have a virtual Christmas dance party. And even if you don't want to dance yourself, you can check out all the other folks dancing around and enjoy that. Though, parents, you may want to do a pre-screen of the videos before you show the whole family. A handful of the ones I saw were eh, fine, but maybe a little on the risque side for some families. Oh, and if you do post a dance video yourself, be sure to tag us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so we can all see. Sorry, uh, we're not on TikTok. I'm not 106, but I know I'm way too old to be on TikTok. And now it's time for everyone's favorite end-of-the-year activity, grouping things into countdown-style lists. We do it every month on this show in a feature we call Five Golden Things. Five Golden Things! This list was inspired by a meme I've seen some version of floating around this time of year every year. It's about how Hallmark Christmas movies are all the same. The line I hear repeated is how they're all about a woman from the big city who goes to a small town for Christmas and ends up falling in love with the town, some guy in the town, and of course, Christmas. Now, if I may be so bold as to offer my holly jolly hot take on this, I feel like most people who make these comments haven't seen more than one Hallmark movie, if they've even watched a whole one. Do Hallmark movies hit a lot of the same beats? Sure they do, but that's not unique to Hallmark movies. Quick, which movie am I describing right now? James Bond finishes up a crazy adventure and is called into M's office. He meets with Q who gives him some crazy gadgets. He has a run-in with the villain, befriends some woman with a goofy name, and then takes out the bad guy and kisses the woman he met. Which Bond movie is that? Most of them! How about this one? Harry Potter gets into trouble with the Dursleys before heading to Hogwarts. He's introduced to some magical craziness that is new to him, but old hat to all the other students. There's a Quidditch match, but then there's some crazy mystery. Fortunately, Hermione has read something that gives our heroes the edge they need to use the magical MacGuffin that was introduced earlier to save the day. That's pretty much every Harry Potter movie, except maybe the last two. There's nothing wrong with having a formula. Lots of entertainment we watch has a formula. People don't complain that every episode of Law and Order is the same, so why does Hallmark get such grief? So today, I'd like to officially bust this myth by counting down the top five Hallmark Christmas movies that aren't about a gal from the big city going to a small town at Christmas. Oh, and spoiler alert, if you know me at all, you know it's number one on this list. Well, let's get started with... Number five. The most wonderful time of the year. A Hallmark Channel movie. Jennifer has it all. A brainy son, a perfect boyfriend, and a loving uncle who's bringing home an unexpected surprise. I need him to stay at the house for one night. What is going on? This is going to be a disaster. Brooke Burns and Henry Winkler star in a Hallmark Channel movie. Now this is my kind of Christmas. The most wonderful time of the year. On Hallmark Channel, the heart of Christmas. I'm gonna start things off by flipping the script. In this 2008 Hallmark movie, it's the guy who ends up trapped in a small town at Christmas. This flick boasts 100% more Fonzie than other Hallmark movies, since Henry Winkler stars as the one who brings the aforementioned guy home with him to his daughter's house for Christmas. A very enjoyable Hallmark Christmas movie that does not fit the cliche. Number four, right before Christmas. I'm taking a holiday from dating. And while I'm at it, I'm taking a holiday from holidays. A simple act of kindness... Who doesn't love opening a Christmas card? ...can change your life forever.
0: Oh! God.
1: That card brought me here. Wow. Chad Michael Murray and Tori DeVito star in a romantic holiday movie.
0: Shouldn't we be on a sleigh somewhere? No.
1: I'm happy right here. Right before Christmas, only on Hallmark Channel, the heart of Christmas. This is a recent one, but it quickly earned a spot as one of our favorites in this house. In this one, no one leaves any towns to go to any other towns. Instead, Tori DeVito's character writes a bunch of Christmas cards to people who have meant a lot to her, including the mother of Chad Michael Murray's character. Of course there's romance, but there's also a cello audition, a little brother military romance, and a pop group reunion. Yeah, none of that is in your cliche memes, is it? Number three. A dream of Christmas. Hey, sometimes I just wish I'd never gotten married. Be careful what you wish for. One woman gets a magical chance to see what her life would be if she never tied the knot.
0: Well, how's it working out? How's what working out? Your wish. You don't know me.
1: Am I supposed to?
0: You're wealthy, single, successful. I don't know what to do.
1: Nikki DeLoach, Andrew Walker, and Cindy Williams. A dream of Christmas. On Hallmark Channel. Another favorite in the Bab House. Here's another one where nobody leaves any towns. Nikki Deloach is tired of her life with her photographer husband, Andrew Walker, so she makes a wish that she was never married. Then she wakes up one morning to find out her wish was granted. She's in an alternate reality where she's single and super successful. But is this new reality really what she wants? It's kind of like a Hallmark romantic comedy version of It's a Wonderful Life. Maybe they should have called it It's a Wonderful Wife? No, they shouldn't have. Quiet, you. Number two. Christmas at Cartwright's. Alicia Witt stars in one of the 12 new originals of Christmas.
0: I just heard that Cartwright's department store is hiring holiday help. You made quite an impression on one of our department heads, though I'm not sure exactly why.
1: We should hire her. Really? This season, you want to go out with me sometime? Sure. This single mom is in store for love.
0: Everything about you getting that job sure turned out great. We're going to have a great Christmas, Mom.
1: Christmas at Cartwrights on Hallmark Channel: The Heart of Wishful. This one ranks higher up on this list, and it probably should because it stars my high school crush, Alicia Witt. She loses her job and ends up posing as a Santa at a high-end department store. There's definitely some magic involved in this story, and a most welcome appearance by Wallace Shawn. Inconceivable! Before we get to number one, here are some Honorable mentions. Switched for Christmas. This is the flick where Candace Cameron Bure plays twins who trade places. Technically, this could count since one of the sisters goes from a big town to a small town, but one of them goes from a small town to a big town, so I think they cancel each other out. But if that doesn't count, there's always on the 12th date of Christmas. This one is from this year, and it has two game designers that have to create a scavenger hunt around Chicago for a big client. Not only do they not escape to a small town at any point, they're really celebrating all the wonders of Chicago all throughout this movie. Then, there's another entry from this year, Christmas by Starlight. In this one, Kimberly Susted agrees to spend a week being Paul Campbell's personal assistant in exchange for him stopping his company from shutting down her parents' bakery. It premiered on Thanksgiving this year, and it may not have fit the formula, but it was the highest-rated cable show that night. And of course it did well, because it stars our Twitter BFF, Kimberly Susted. Speaking of which... Number one. Nine Lives of Christmas. A Hallmark Channel movie. That's a perfect holiday romance. There's an apartment upstairs with a separate entrance. Do you allow cats? Allow them. We require them. Kimberly Sustad, Brandon Ralph, Gregory Harrison. You can't decide not to fall in love. It's Christmas. Time for miracles. Sometimes love finds you when you were not even looking. The Nine Lives of Christmas on Hallmark Channel. The heart of TV. Of course this is top on my list. This is hands down my favorite Hallmark Christmas movie. Not only for the fabulous performance of our Twitter BFF, but I'm also a huge Superman fan, and Brandon Routh is in this, and he's super. Aw, really? Yes, really. It's about a veterinary student who gets entangled with a firefighter who adopts a stray cat. This movie is a joy, and it doesn't fit the stereotype of Hallmark movies at all. In fact, there's a trope that the couples don't kiss except once at the very end of the movie. In Nine Lives of Christmas, they kiss twice, baby! The first one is like a half hour from the end! So don't be afraid to push back against the haters that say all Hallmark movies are the same. You can play this podcast for them and prove at least five of them are different. And if you have any other favorite Hallmark movies that don't fit the formula, let me know in the comments at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. And now it's time to hear from you. It's time for Feedback from Our Last Show. Messages from listeners
0: everywhere. Feedback
1: on our last show. Feedback on our last show. So technically, our last show was a bomb for Christmas, and we did get quite a bit of positive feedback from that. And I thank you for every kind comment, tweet, and email. Really means a lot to me, and I'm sure it means a lot to the cast who put a lot of time and effort and (laughs) had to deal with me a lot. Like, can you do this one more time? Hey, can you do this one more time? So thank you for all the positive vibes for that. But this feedback section is from our last regular episode where we talked about shopping small for Christmas. I had asked people to send me small businesses that you wanted to help spread the word about. Sadly, I somehow missed this email from Kelly. Well, I would like to correct that now. Dear Tim, you are the kindest of the kind for thinking of this. My best friend owns a wellness center called Gem Yoga and Life Enrichment. Her Facebook page is, and she gives me the Facebook page, which I'll put in the show notes of this episode. I am tickled red and green to be able to promote her and her wonderful small business in these hard times. Your podcast has brought me so much joy over the years. I've listened from the start. As a Christmas fanatic, it is truly the highlight of my month. Thank you. Best, Kelly, Tiffin, Ohio. Thank you, Kelly. Sorry I missed that the first time around, but I put a link to Gem Yoga and Life Enrichment on our Facebook page. I'll put one in the show notes of this episode. And I did look, and you can buy gift cards online. So if uh, if uh, if you're in the Tiffin, Ohio area, and you're looking for a last minute gift, a gift card to a yoga and enhancement studio might be a good way to go. Now, the most feedback we got from the last regular episode was not from anything to do with small businesses. It was about my five golden things list of Christmas stories I'd like to see the Muppets do a version of. The first story I mentioned was It's a Wonderful Life, because I thought it'd be great if the Muppets did their version of that story. Well, a number of you set me straight on this. Let me just grab the first comment that was left at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com hours after the episode dropped. It's from Alex, who writes, Your five golden things, the Muppets did do a version of It's a Wonderful Life. They called it It's a Very Muppet Christmas. Guest stars include Whoopi Goldberg, David Arquette, etc. Well, thank you, Alex and Timothy and Alonzo, and Michael, and all the rest of you across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and email that I'm leaving out, but who alerted me to a Muppet Christmas movie that I'd never seen yet. What a treat for me! Thank you! I will definitely check that out. And speaking of Muppets, we got a little time for All I Want for Christmas is News.
0: Baby, all I want
1: Give me that news, baby. Yeah, news. When the movie The Muppet Christmas Carol hit theaters, it did so with one of its songs cut. The song was The Love Is Gone, and it's what Belle sings to young Scrooge when old Scrooge is visiting Christmas past. It was cut because producers felt it was too complicated emotionally for the movie, but it was still on the soundtrack and also added back in for the VHS and the first DVD release of the movie. But apparently, when they went to make high-definition transfers of the film, they had to use the master, which didn't have the song, and they couldn't find it, and they couldn't find the negative of it either. But director Brian Henson recently revealed to BBC2 that the Disney execs recently showed him the scene fully restored in high def. Apparently it's going to be broadcast on Christmas Day. No word on when or if this version will be on Disney+, Plus. but keep your eyes open, Muppet fans! And now a word from one of the other podcasts on the Christmas Podcast Network. Hi, this is Manny from Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad, the bilingual, multilingual Christmas podcast. In our podcast, you will hear about foods, traditions, how this 2020 Christmas will be interesting, especially from six feet away, and many morning surprises. Join me on The Road to Christmas along with many guest hosts from other podcasts from the Christmas Podcast Network. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, or just search for us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FCMN Podcast. Or visit our website, fcmnpodcast.com. Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad. Now, my friends, let's sing the praises of that thing that is currently the centerpiece of your living room by delving into the history of the song that sings the praises of that thing in your living room. You totally lost me. We're going to talk about the song, Oh Christmas Tree. Uh, I feel like you could have just said that. Yes, I could have, but I'm being wordy. I'm a podcaster. It's what I do. But anyway, I was inspired to look into the song after it featured prominently in this year's Netflix movie, The Santa Chronicles 2. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, how lovely are your branches. Oh, Christmas
0: tree, oh, Christmas tree, How lovely are your branches Not only green when summer's here But in the coldest time of year Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree How lovely
1: are your branches the story of a Christmas tree takes us all the way back to Germany in the 16th century when Melchior Frank wrote a song called Ach Tannenbaum. This song had nothing to do with Christmas. Nope, it was just a song about a fir tree in midwinter. After a few hundred years, the song fell into obscurity, which is not a dig on the song, but Franck was very prolific, and it probably just got lost among his many compositions. But then, around 1819, a composer named Joachim Zarnak looked at this old song and said, I bet I can use this melody and theme of evergreen trees to gripe about my ex. And that's what he did. He did a Weird Al Yankovic to Ach Tannenbaum and made O Tannenbaum, a song that contrasted the faithfulness of the green leaves of the fir tree to the unfaithfulness of his girlfriend. I believe I found a translation of these lyrics. Now, these have been translated into English from German, so they don't rhyme or fit the timing, but I think you'll get the idea. Oh, fir tree, oh, fir tree, how loyal are your leaves? You're not only greeting in summertime, no, even in winter when it snows. Oh, fir tree, oh, fir tree, how loyal are your leaves? Oh, Madeline, oh, Madeline, how false is your warmth? You swore to me... Troth when my luck was good. Now that I'm poor, you go away again. Oh, Madeline, oh, Madeline, how false is your warmth. The nightingale, the nightingale, you took as your example. It stays as long as summer laughs. In the fall, it takes off. The nightingale, the nightingale, you took as your example. The valley brook, the valley brook, is a mirror to your falsehood. It flows only when the rain falls. In a drought, it quickly exhausts its source. The valley brook, the valley brook, is a mirror to your falsehood. Okay, aside from sounding like a bitter man on a nature hike, there's certainly not much Christmassy about that song. But that's where teacher and composer Ernst Anschütz comes in. In 1824, he takes the song, keeps the first verse about how great the fir tree is, ditched the ones about the unfaithful lady, and added two verses to also be about how great the fir tree is. Here's an example from noted German expert Nat King Cole.
0: Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, du mir sei, Oh, Tannenbaum, O oh, Tannenbaum, Du kannst mir sehr Geh vorn. Wie auf Hartnick, Zeit eins Einsweig von dir, Mick Hook erfreut. O oh, Tannenbaum, O oh, Tannenbaum. You can't smear Say A fallen
1: so Anschütz's version became way more popular. It's like when a Weird Al song becomes more popular than the original. Like my kids love "The Saga Begins," but I don't think they've ever even heard "American Pie." So at the same time, this version of "O Tannenbaum" became popular. The practice of everyday folk bringing a tree inside their house and decorating it at Christmas was also becoming popular. This started in Germany, just like the song, and branched out to other countries. The confluence of these two factors led "O Tannenbaum" to being associated with Christmas and eventually being adopted as a Christmas carol. So when it got translated into English instead of fir tree it was translated as oh Christmas tree in the 20th century they even changed the line about the leaves being faithful to them being green so now it's a Christmas song and there's no hearing anything else when you hear that melody right not so fast people weren't quite done weird-owling this song just yet not one not two not even just three but four states at least at some point or another had their state songs written to the tune of O Tannenbaum: Florida, Iowa, Maryland and Michigan Let's hear a sampling.
0: The despot's heel is on thy shore, Maryland, my Maryland. His touch is at thy temple door, Maryland, my Maryland. Avenge the patriotic gore that flecked the streets of Baltimore, and be the battle queen of yore, Maryland, my Maryland. Yeah. Michigan, my Michigan From Saginaw's tall whispering pines From Lake Superior's farthest mines Fair in the light of memory shines Michigan, my Michigan
1: I mean that's cool and all but that is weird. Like it'll be like every time you listen to your state song it's like you're celebrating Christmas. I changed my mind. That's awesome. Why can't we do that with California? Can we rewrite a Christmas song and make it the California state song? I mean does anybody even know what the current California state song is? It's probably All Star by Smash Mouth or something crazy. We, let's come on. Make a call. Let's fix that. But anyway, for most of us, the melody of O Christmas Tree will first and foremost be a classic Christmas carol. Whether your favorite version is by Aretha Franklin, Tony Bennett, George Strait, or the aforementioned Nat King Cole, O Christmas Tree is a song that overcame its non-Christmas roots to become a holiday staple every year. that's our show for today. It was a bit of a short show, but if you want a nice long one, our longest episode ever was the last time with our feature presentation of A Bomb for Christmas. Please be sure to listen if you haven't already, and please spread the word. Also, be sure and tag us in any Christmas dance videos you do. I want to see your Christmas moves. And I know this is usually a a once-a-month podcast and we've already done two episodes in December, but keep watching your feeds because I think we have one last show in us before the big day. In the meantime, please stay safe out there. Make merry at Christmas, but please be safe as you do so because I want all your family and friends to enjoy not only this Christmas but many future Christmases to come. But above all, you believers, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas, 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2020. Oh.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, and email us about it at christmas at tancast.com, we'll send you a free Can't Wait for Christmas sticker. If you'd like to see the show notes or leave a comment on this or any other episodes, you can go to our official website, Can't can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas-themed items all year long. We'd love to connect with you on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. And on Twitter, we are at Christmas Pod.
1: Merry Christmas, Yule Believers! Welcome back to a regular episode of the Can't Wait for... It's not that regular. I mean, it is regular, because I can't talk on every episode, just like today. It's the first line of the show, and uh, how long have I been doing? five, Five minutes! Five minutes on the first line of the episode. That does not bode well. You know what? I'm going to scrap this whole thing. Starting from the beginning. Erase all that. Fortunately, Hermione has read something that gives our heroes the edge they need to use the magical MacGuffin that was introduced earlier. Fortunately, Hermione has read something that gives our heroes the edge they need to use the magical MacGuffin that was introduced earlier. Oh, that is a hard one. That is a hard one. Magical MacGuffin. I need a magical MacGuffin to help my mouth. The story of Oh Christmas Tree takes us all the way back to Germany in the 16th century, when... Oh no! Oh, why did I look up these German names? Melchior... Melchior Frank? Melchior... Melchior Frank. Melchior Frank. Melchior Frank. Melchior Frank, Frank? Melchior Frank! Ja! Yeah, this is his name! This is how I will pronounce this name! I am sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong! You're just slipping into Arnold there. Yeah, not, not good with the accent. The only German I do is Heimlich from Bugs Life. That is very insulting, I'm sure, to the Germans. Yeah, this is why I don't go to Germany. Mostly well, because you're not invited. Okay. It's <laughs> stupid. <clears throat> But then, around 1819, a composer named Joachim Zarnack... <laughs> Zarnack? Zarnak? Joachim Zarnack. Sure, let's go with that. But that's where teacher and composer Ernst Auschwitz... Oh, sh- sh- Aus... Anschutz. Anschutz. An- Anschutz. 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 Oh, how do you pronounce the U with the Umlaut. Shoots, shoots, unshoots. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's cold in the Christmas cave. It's cold in the Christmas cave who? There's no joke. I'm just cold. Time to wrap it up.